Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, it's an exciting day if you are a baseball fan in the Valley, specifically if you are actually a D-backs fan, because Wolf, Corbin Carroll, possibly because you keep asking Mike Hazen and Mike Fitzgerald and Amil Sade <laughs> when they're on the show when they're going to call him up. He's up. He is playing tonight. He's making his MLB debut, and we are joined right now in the Arizona Sports Line by D-backs reporter for MLB.com, Steve Gilbert. Steve, thanks for the time this morning. How's it going? Going good, guys. Had a flight back from Chicago last night. Uh, back in the heat here. <laughs> That's Gil, really exciting. appreciate. Yeah, really appreciate your time this morning, buddy. I have to start right here. I know Corbin Carroll is, is here. I know everyone's excited about it, but I have to start big picture first of all. This this team, I to me, they're one of the most exciting Diamondback teams that I've seen over the last four or five years. How do you feel about this team? Yeah, you know, Wolf, I think since they started to bring up some of these young kids and, and the way the, the style of baseball they're playing, that it's really aggressive on the bases. They've got guys that are athletic, can run. Um, they're chasing down balls in the outfield and making amazing catches, it seems like, on a nightly basis. Um, they've been a lot of fun to watch play here, I think, in the second half of the season. And uh, I think you can kind of start to see why the organization was excited about some of these young players and and what they can bring. So I think there's a, a certain amount of energy. They certainly had far more energy than the uh, than the White Sox did this past weekend. You could you could just see the way they were taking extra bases and um, just the aggressiveness that they had and the, and the energy that they play with. Yeah, they end up sweeping the White Sox this weekend. Now fifty nine and sixty seven on the year uh, with with Carroll Steve. I mean, he had a game last week with a four hundred sixty three foot home run where he also reached base six times in that game. <laughs> Now, it depends where you look. You know, the prospect rankings are kind of varied from from place to place. But we're talking about either the top or, you know, a top three prospect in baseball. Can you remember the last time the D-backs had a guy rated this high get called up? Uh, You know, I think you'd probably have to go back to maybe when Justin Upton made his debut, I think, in 07, um, for for a position player that was this highly uh, acclaimed and and, uh, for a debut that was that was this much anticipated. Uh, he's he's such a, a great kid, too. I spent a couple of days with him uh, two weeks ago for a story that's coming out tomorrow. I went to uh, Albuquerque when Reno was there. And um, you talk to people that are around him, um, they, they, his teammates, they love him. Um, he's shown great maturity beyond his years, ability to make adjustments. Um, all the things that, that you think would portend well when you get to the big leagues and, you know, Everybody that gets to the big leagues at some point they struggle, and it's the, it's the players that are able then to make adjustments and, and be self aware enough to make those adjustments. And, and he's the kind of guy it seems like that can do that. What do you think Corbin's best attribute is? Well, say that again, Wolf. I'm sorry, I lost what, you there. What do you think Corbin Carroll's best attribute is? Uh, best asset. I mean, he. He can run like the wind um, and track down balls in the outfield. He he seems to have. If you talk to scouts, what scouts will tell you is that he seems to have a knack for putting the barrel on the ball. So if you if you're going to pick something, that that's one thing physically. I would say is he's able to. It seems like he's always able to square up the baseball, whether that's hitting it over the fence or, or hitting into the gaps and, and using his speed for extra bases. Um, that's probably one of his, his best attributes. I think, you know, if you're, you're looking uh, for something non-physical, I think his ability to kind of process information and, and filter out what works for him 
um, you know, the numerous suggestions that guys get as they come up through a system, he's able to filter out, okay, this will work for me, this won't work for me. Um, that's something that, that, you know, reminds me a little bit of, of the way Paul Goldschmidt was uh, in terms of his ability to listen to people and then be able to pick out what he thinks would help him as opposed to what won't. We're talking to Steve Gilbert of MLB.com. Steve, uh, you know, when they when they drafted Drew Jones, the, we all kind of looked and we're like, okay, they're going to have an outfield of Alec Thomas, Drew Jones, and Corbin Carroll someday. <laughs> and then you realize Dalton Varsho is pretty good, and actually Jake McCarthy is hitting everything now and stealing a base every other game. What is the plan, big picture for this outfield, do you think? That's a great question, and I have a feeling that's going to be one that uh, that Tory Lavello is going to have to answer uh, today <laughs> during his during his pregame press conference. Because yes, that, and this is a you know if you if you want to call this a quote unquote problem, this is a problem that every team in baseball would like to have too many good players for for a particular position. Um, again, I think right now they're in the stage where they just want to continue to build that depth something that they haven't had in, in recent years. Um, now you're going to have, at the moment, four t- quality outfielders, four you know, guys who are top prospects coming up uh, in the outfield. So you've got some depth there. People are going to have to earn playing time. That's something that, that uh, Mike Hazen and Tori Lovello have talked about for the last few years is they wanted to get to the point where playing time has to absolutely be earned um, from the standpoint of they have enough depth and, and good players uh, to foster that competition. Tell me what you think of Alec Thomas and his development, how he's developing right now, and where do you project him? He's, you know, the organization believes he's probably the best true center fielder of that bunch, and we've seen him make some some outstanding highlight real plays. Um, You know, I think the league has made some adjustments to him, and, and that's why you see him kind of struggling a little bit at the plate right now. And, and now the pressure kind of shifts to him in terms of, you know, now he has to make that adjustment uh, to how they're pitching him and maybe uh, adjust his mechanics or adjust his approach a little differently at the plate. Um, and so that, I think, is what he's in the process of doing right now. But long term, they, you know, they see him as their, as their center fielder. Talking to Steve Gilbert, Steve, uh, Zach Gallen will start tomorrow, it looks like, against Aaron Nola. Gallen's up to 27 and a third straight scoreless innings, and we were talking about this last week. Everybody just kind of assumed he would become this guy, but he didn't have a whole lot. He had, like, what, 10 wins, I think, career coming into this season. What have you seen from him in terms of taking the next step? You know, he's a guy that is always looking to get better. Uh, Nothing has ever good enough for him. Uh, you know, if you were to sit down with him today and, and talk about it, you know, how well he's pitched lately, he'll find, you know, three, four, however many things that he still wants to get better at. So he's constantly pushing himself uh, to, to, to make certain adjustments or to get this pitch a little bit more consistent or maybe add something to his repertoire. Um, so, I mean, he's a guy that, that is, is constantly moving forward. Doesn't surprise me that he's getting better and better. Uh, he's obviously on a really great run right now, but uh, again, that competitiveness uh, gives him a, a real advantage. So, Gil, you've got the Diamondbacks right now. They are six, three, and two in their last eleven series since the All Star break. They got a fifty-nine and sixty-seven record overall. They got all these young guys. Oh my goodness, that are coming up. These farmers that are producing right now. Um, Tori Lovello, what is the status of Tori Lovello going forward? Well, he's got uh, he's got a contract option, a team option for next year um, that they haven't uh, made any announcements on. 
it, it would seem to me, given the fact that, uh, you know, he, he seems to have done a really nice job with this team this year in terms of, you know, getting some of these young guys acclimated to the big leagues, working them in the lineup. Um, you know, he's, he's made some adjustments that, that the front office had talked about and that Tori had talked about that he needed to do heading into the season. Um, it would surprise me if, if they don't announce at some time here in the next few weeks that, that they're picking up his option or even giving him an extension. Um, just because I, I think the way they've played, um, continuing to get better, uh, the fact that he works really well with young players, he works really well with his front office, it seems like. Um, I mean, that, those signs to me, I, again, no, I don't have any inside information on this on that particular subject, but it just seems to me like um, it would make sense for them to to work out some kind of extension with it. Steve, great stuff as always, man. We appreciate the time. Thank you. Guys, it's always my pleasure. Take care.